Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. This is Saturday, May 27th, 2023. Wow. Wow. We uh, just got done with a pretty good Night of Champions card. I'm joined by special guest of mine, Dante. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? I feel like I'm more than just a special guest, though. I feel like I'm more like family i gotta keep you special <laughs> i gotta keep you special man i don't want to ruin it I'm, I'm, I'm more like i'm more like family guys but it's good to be here good to be here to talk about w united champions and everything that happened tonight yeah everything was uh pretty crazy uh tonight we actually seen some some good matches tonight culminating in what we've seen in the main event we got a lot to say about that um I'm going to kind of do things a little bit different, guys. I'm going to kind of jump all over the place. So uh, please bear with me, man. Um, We'll promote our social media stuff towards the end. We kind of want to get into the show, but I appreciate you guys joining us once again on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. Let's actually start things off with the opening contest. We're going to start off with that first. Um, This was for the new coveted World Heavyweight Championship, AJ Styles. And Seth Rollins. I know there were rumors um, saying that this match was actually supposed to go on first. Um, that actually came true. I am not in agreement with that um, because it kind of diminishes the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and it kind of makes it unimportant uh, from my point of view. Um, I get that. You know, they want to start off hot. Like, I understand. I'm kind of like that, too. You always got to start the show off hot. But starting off with the World Heavyweight Championship, I feel like this should have been the main event. But we got what we got. I don't want to, you know, go into the past and complain. We got what we got, and it is what it is. The show ultimately was good. But face value, I didn't like that the World title was actually the opener because this is a new championship. This is a new lineage. And it being on first kind of confirms to me, to Dante and to everybody else, that this was a consolation prize um, because these two guys aren't worthy of beating Roman Reigns in WWE's eyes. So they put these two guys in for the World Heavyweight Championship. But Dante, what was your thoughts on Seth Rollins and AJ Styles? I thought the match was really good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, both of them are great competitors, great. Um, we use the word generational talent a lot. Um, and I believe that both of them are generational talent in their own right. Um, I think AJ's more of a veteran in the ring because he's, I feel like he's really been in it a little longer. Um, but I thought the match was really great. Um, I really personally did not care who won. It was a win-win for me. It really didn't matter. Um, but I'm happy that Seth Rollins won. Um, I'm, 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 I'm grateful to give him the accolade, give Seth Rollins his flowers. He deserves it. He has really been working hard. He has re, 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 
innovated his character. His in-ring work is flawless. And I really think the WWE really, really, they do trust him. It was a great match. I enjoyed the match. I did not like that the match was, was the opener, but it is what it is. WWE did what they thought was the best thing to do. Um, and it was a great match overall. It was a great match. It wasn't a classic. You know, it really wasn't that classic feel of a championship match. I'm kind of looking for that. They had some great, they had some, I'll say some good spots, but um, to me, I think they could have added a little bit more to the match, to me. Yeah. Um, they're 2000. Listen, listen, okay. This is their second time fighting. All right. Their first match was at Money in the Bank 2019. That was a fucking banger. That was a banger. That, in my eyes, was a five-star classic. Now, did they duplicate what they did at Money in the Bank? No, they did not. But that does not mean, please don't get it twisted. That does not fucking mean I didn't like it. Because I did like it. It started off slow, but once it picked up, it picked up. Seth Rollins, AJ Styles are generational talents. Uh, when it comes to in-ring work, when it comes to in-ring psychology, to me, these two guys will go down as one of my personal favorites all time on that all-time list from an in-ring standpoint. I mean, I'm going to kind of keep it short and sweet. Seth Rollins was the right winner. We all knew it, and he won. I'm very happy for him. He deserves his flowers. He's been busting his ass on Monday Night Raw for many years and hasn't been rewarded with anything until today. And when Triple H went in the ring and gifted Rollins that title, y'all, y'all yeah. just really seen yeah. that is his guy. Vince yeah, is Roman. Vince is Roman's more. guy. Triple H is Seth Rollins' yeah. guy. That solidified everything for Seth Rollins for the you know authority figure or the Booker or whoever whoever Triple H is. Um, it really solidified that we trust you. You are our guy. Um, gotta say, you are sec you're, you're the vice president to the president. Kind of, sort of. That's how I'm looking at it right now. Um, Roman's the president. Does that make sense? That makes Does sense. That make sense? Okay, because I, 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 I didn't know if you heard me. Um, it seems like he's the secondary guy. It just It's, just, it's going to come off that way regardless. It's going to come off that way that he is the secondary guy. But I will say this. Not only did the character needed this W, the person needed the W. Seth Rollins really needed this win, and he got it. And I'm happy for him. Yes, um, I agree with you. He needed the win. the The individual outside of the Seth Rollins character needed this win, and Seth Rollins, the character, desperately needed this fucking win, and he got the dub. I'm happy for him. AJ, one of the best. Um, now. As you guys know, if you're new to the podcast, I fantasy book. That's just what I do. That's kind of what I built my podcast on. And I'm about to do that for just a couple minutes. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb. Going through one tonight. Y'all y'all all seen it. We all watched it together. Going through one. Seth Rollins won. Y'all know where I'm going with this. I think Seth Rollins is going to hold the title until WrestleMania 40. I think Gunther has a real opportunity to win the Royal Rumble, and I'm going with Gunther. That's just me. 
I'm having him win the Royal Rumble, having him challenge Rollins at WrestleMania 40, and we get Rollins and Gunther for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then for the WWE Undisputed Championship, whatever you want to call it, we're probably going to be getting Cody Rhodes and um, Roman Reigns, and that's going to be the match for Vince McMahon, and for Triple H, it's going to be Seth Rollins and Gunther. Dante, what do you think about that uh, proposal? Triple H gets his favorite match, and then Vince gets his. So everybody wins. Do you, do you really think Triple H is running Raw and Vince is running SmackDown? Is that still something that people still think is happening, or what? I mean, you look at Monday Night Raw, and actually it looks like Vince is running Monday Night Raw and Triple H is running SmackDown, but there's still elements of Raw where I believe Triple H is still running. I think Vince is running some aspects of both shows and Triple H is just running the rest of it. I could see we have not heard no reports or no rumors that this is, you know, confirmed. But if you watch the show, some elements of Monday Night Raw, you can see that Vince is running like the main event scene. I believe Vince is running the main event scene on both Raw and SmackDown. But then Triple H is running the women's division, tag team division, whatever you want to call it. But Triple H does have a say in the main event scene. I think it's equally split. I think Vince has a say, and I think Triple H has a say. I think they're both doing it as a tag team. And everybody, I guess, wins in that regard because Triple H, he just cannot get ousted like that. Because if he does, all hell's going to break loose on WWE from a fan standpoint. And they don't want that smoke right now. So... I think both individuals, to answer your question, are both running it together. Triple H gets his half of the pie, and Vince McMahon, damn sure, gets his half of the pie. So, real quick, before we go into the next thing. So, do you believe that Vince McMahon is the head booker, or are they sharing booking responsibility? They're, I'm not going to outright say Vince is doing it. I think they're sharing. I think they're sharing. I, I really do. Triple H runs some on Raw. Vince does it as well. And then we go to SmackDown. Triple H runs half. And Vince runs half. I think they're both sharing. I don't think it's all Vince. I don't think it's all Triple H. And uh, that's my answer. That's really how I feel about it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, let me ask you this question. Before we move on. Um, because there's just not a lot of stuff we could have gone over, really, with the Seth Rollins and AJ. Because it was kind of done out of nowhere really um, even though they had that little mini tournament we all knew Seth Rollins was the right winner and that's who won um, do you think I'm going a little bit too far in regards to thinking that Roman and Cody is the main event for Vince and then the World Heavyweight Championship is all Triple H and uh, Seth Rollins and potentially Gunther can be the matchup what do you think about that uh, proposal I think is a realistic proposal. Um, I don't want Cody going against Roman ever again. I really think it's going to happen again. Um, to me, I think it is. And there's something I don't want to happen because I really feel like the, the like I've been saying um, on the show for a while, I really feel like the genie's out of the bottle in regards to um, Cody Rhodes and that moment that he should have had at WrestleMania. Um, but now with Roman being... Um, and those that are listening, Roman is now a thousand days or a thousand and plus days as champion. I can kind of understand why 
Roman being a thousand days was important to WWE. Sometimes you don't understand it until you're in it. And um, I was talking from an outside point of view, but now an inside point of view, I understand. I, I, I think it's realistic. I think it's something that's going to happen. I think we're going to see Cody against Roman at WrestleMania 40. And I really think that's when Cody will become um, champion. I really do. He just got to get through Brock Lesnar. And he has to go through this climbing the mountain type of whatever he's going through. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Speaking of Cody Rhodes... Okay. Listen. Listen. So, Brock Lesnar, Cody Rhodes... It was aight. It was aight. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I really loved the ending. I thought the ending was very creative. But fucking... My nigga, yo... They are really honing in on this Superman underdog fight fight from behind type of baby face with Cody Rhodes. I'm going to be honest. Um, I'm over it. I don't give a fuck about this underdog shit because, and this is why I say Vince is running this shit. This is Vince right here. This is clearly Vince McMahon booking Cody Rhodes. I mean, with all the the arm, like, I get it, fucking broken arm, I understand, but, you know, it's just the way that they're handling Cody Rhodes, it's just nauseating to me. It's the same way that they did with Roman, it was the same thing they did with John Cena, and listen, the majority of fans are loving it, that's fine with me, that's cool. But I'm starting to slowly get annoyed with the, the, not the presentation, but the booking of Cody Rhodes and the way they're handling him. I don't like it. We got a, we got a long way to go, too, which is the problem. This is what I've been saying. I said this. I said this. I said this before WrestleMania. I definitely been saying it after WrestleMania. I don't like the way they are booking Cody. Rhodes. I don't like it. Those that, um, you know, I hope you watch the show because we're definitely going to be, it's going to be spoilers during this conversation because um, we're going to be talking about what happened at the pay-per-view, the PLE, whatever you want to call it, um, just uh, about an hour ago. Um, but by the ending of the match, we see that Cody Rhodes did not tap out. Brock Lesnar had Cody Rhodes in a Kimura lock um, and Cody Rhodes passed out. That told me they're definitely going. They're, they're, we're going to see this until at least SummerSlam. It's going to be Cody and Brock into SummerSlam, and that's going to kind of suck because it kind of seems it because Cody got the win at Backlash. Brock got the win by technical knockout um, at Night of Champions. You're going to see Cody and Brock three. I mean, the recipe is right there. You don't need too much to figure out. Um, saying this for a while. I don't like the booking of Cody Rhodes. It's not my favorite. Um, but he has to do this underdog, you know, fighting adversity kind of a thing. And I I don't I don't know. We got a we got a long ride ahead. Um it is what it is. It's happening. We just gotta look forward and just accept what's going on. Um, hopefully WWE slows down with it and they don't really shove it down our throats. We know you love Cody. We all love Cody. Um, I wonder if the fans are going to eventually start to get nauseating with the way that he's been booked. 
They aren't right now, and that's fine. Um, but after Brock Lesnar, I don't know what they do. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with Cody and Brock Lesnar. But um, if the rumors are true, it really does look like we're getting Brock Lesnar and Cody. Maybe, and I mean maybe, inside maybe a steel cage, hell in a cell, last man standing at SummerSlam. That's a potential possibility. We'll see. Um, and it's really clear that we are really going to be getting Cody enrollment at WrestleMania 40. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just hope Cody does not win the Royal Rumble. I, I'm sorry. I I don't give a fuck. He won it at 30, and so in 2024, oh, he's going to win it number one. Like, nigga, what the fuck? No, man, that is lame. Predictable? That's fine. But predictable is not bad. This predictable, that's very bad. That's very bad. But it is what it is. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk about the now. Cody, Brock, it wasn't that bad. I love the outcome and the way it was handled. It was very creative. I'm going to talk about an outcome and, and the word creative in a bit when we get to uh, Bianca and Asuka. Um, but Cody and Brock looks like it's heading into uh, SummerSlam. So it is what it is with that. I'm going to talk about Gunther real quick because Gunther's the man. He beat Ali. I knew he was going to beat Ali. I don't know why people said Ali was going to win. You're wrong. And you need to accept that Gunther is not losing that championship. Gunther won. I'm very happy. Now, the match wasn't bad. I love the way that the match was produced. Ali actually got in some offense. It actually wasn't a, a squash that I actually thought it was going to be. Um, but going through one at the end of the day, right winner. Now the question is, we got to think long-term here, man. This is what we do on the podcast. We think long-term, not just the now. Where do you go with Gunther now? Where Dante, where do you go with Gunther? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where you go with him right now. Um, I guess would be some uh, a worthy opponent for Gunther. Um, I, there's nobody coming to mind right now. I do, I do, I would, I do want to comment on the match. Is yeah, go okay? ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, what I want to, what I want to say about the match is, um, the crowd was, you know, let's go back to backlash real quick to the PLA backlash. Bad Bunny came out. The the, the the crowd was on fire. I just want to do a little comparison with the crowd. The Saudi Arabia crowd was not bad, but right now the crowd of the year is Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay. That's oh, one. oh two, man. They they, they 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 were as they were they were they were more white hot than WrestleMania. That crowd in Puerto Rico, it seemed like they you know haven't had haven't had they just seem like they they haven't had it in a long time. If you can read between those lines, ladies and gentlemen. Um. But what I do want to say about this with Mustafa Ali and Gunther, I would like to say is the crowd really wasn't behind their hometown boy. You know what I'm saying? Like how people were behind Bad Bunny and they was, you know, chanting and rooting and, and, and everything like that. It kind of was like, oh, okay. Well, that's true. You know, it, 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 it didn't have the same, it, they followed the same formula, but it didn't have the same effect. That nigga, like got, that nigga got no reaction. Let's keep it a bean. That nigga got no, no, no reaction no. when he came out. Yeah. No, he didn't. He felt like a jobber, he and he was presented like a jobber. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it was like it, it looked like an episode of main event. Yes. Not Gunther the reaction that he got. Now yes. Gunther. That's why I, 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 wanted, I wanted to point that out. I really wanted to point that out because I just was like, wow, they're really not behind him at all. You know, they're, they're, they're kind of like, you know, he's just mediocre. You know, if, if, you know, back in the day, when if, if this was back in the golden era, and if Iron Sheik would have came out, that place would have came unglued. It, it was the same formula for backlash. It just did not have the same effect when it came down to Mustafa Ali. Gunther's the man. That's why. Gunther's the man. They know it. We all know it. Gunther's the real deal. And I'm just, I, I really smile in, in that the rumor of, oh my God, could you imagine, everybody listening and Dodgers, could you imagine if that rumor came true and Gunther was sent back to NXT? Oh, boy. That rumor, man, that, that, that freaked that, everybody out. That would have been a mistake. That, now fuck a mistake. That would have been a tragedy. It, it really would have been horrible. That, that, and, and, and thank God that it happened. Thank God. You know, thank God the scandal broke out with Vince. <laughs> you know? No, yes, thank, thank God. God. The broke out with, thank God, thank God the scandal broke out with Vince, and thank God Triple H didn't die when he had that medical episode. Just thank God, because I couldn't imagine where WWE and Gunther, the character, would have been. Uh, he, he, yeah, it, it would have been horrible. It would have been really, really bad. So Gunther's still icy champ. I'm gonna keep proposing. I'm gonna keep putting it down. You got opponents for Gunther. This motherfucker could lose. I think he will lose. As soon as he breaks Honky Talk Man's record, ladies and gentlemen, and that is in September. So y'all get y'all better get used to Gunther as IC champ once he beats the record because WWE's in the in the era of breaking records. Now, one record got broken. We will be talking about that in a second because we I have a lot to say about Belair and Asuka. But at the end of the day. Gunther got the W. I'm very happy. Ilinel Dragunov, Finn Balor, Jordan Devlin, potentially maybe a Bronson Reed. Keep those name in, note those names in mind as uh, potential opponents who are very suitable to defeat Gunther. Because now you're at a time where you need to start thinking of an opponent that is credible, and that will be that will be real enough to defeat Gunther. You got to start thinking about that. So hopefully the creative team is is uh, gearing up for that. But we'll see what happens with uh, Gunther. But I'm happy he got the win. Mommy got the win. And uh, yeah, Natalia is a complete jobber. She got no fucking reaction. You might be a fan of Natalia, people, and that's fine. God bless you. But we all watch the same thing. Natalia got no fucking reaction. Boring as paint and dry as Natalia. But she's a great pro wrestler. I thought we were going to get a great match. Nope. And she got squashed. And she got squashed. Uh, and she got squashed on her birthday. Love it. Yeah, yeah. But that's typical Vince McMahon and WWE. Um, you don't win in your hometown, and if it's your birthday, you know they they have a storyline where you get ran over by a car or something. Yeah. You know, that is typical. I don't know why WWE does that. It's a, it's, they have a dark sense of humor about stuff like that. It's just weird. It's been like that for years. But I would like to say this about the Natalia versus Ripley match. We could have had a real good match with those two. Um, I, I, I count this as a disappointment. I count this as a loss. Um, really? We will not see Rhea Ripley. 
we would not see Rhea Ripley and Natalia in the ring again. This was a one-off match. There's no way that Natalia could come back according to storyline or according to booking and say, I want another match with Rhea where you had no offense. None. None. Rhea, Rhea went in there. She, she clubbed on the back of the head because she got distracted by Dominic Mysterio. Um, she wound up getting knocked out of the ring. She threw her to the step. She threw her to another step. She put her back in the ring. She had to rip tied. The match was over. The match was over within maybe a minute and a half. Even if that. It, it was horrible. And I hope, I, I think this should give new perspective that what the company really feels about Natalia. I, 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 w- I would think so. I, I just don't think they see her as a main eventer. And I think her time is, is winding up. And the sand and the hourglass is getting ready to be done. I, I, I think she should leave and move on. I do. All right. I'm going to, I'm just going to speak my mind. This is my show. I can say what I want. And I mean with every fiber of my being of what I'm about to say. Okay. Number one, they love Rhea Ripley. That woman is not losing the championship anytime soon so people better get used to it that's number one number two they wanted to show Rhea Ripley be dominant and letting the fans know this is our girl or Triple H in this instance that's my girl my girl ain't dropping the championship she's about to go on a dominant run that's why she just squashed a veteran and a legend in Natalia. That's number two. Number three. Natalia. Natalia hasn't really been given any opportunity. Um, she's been in limbo for decades. Decades. They haven't taken her seriously. I remember there was one instance, one period where she should have been booked in the main event scene. I don't remember, I don't recall, but there was one instance and they didn't take it. They don't consider her as a main eventer. They consider her as they would consider Dolph Ziggler. Y'all know what that is. I'm not going to repeat it because I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm just laying the ground. I'm being honest with y'all. We're all watching the same thing, man. This is an honest podcast. This is an honest platform, but I will not be disrespectful and take personal jabs at these wrestlers. My opinions are all what I see on TV. And what I see on TV is Natalia is a jobber. Natalia is someone that the WWE doesn't consider as important. They don't. And that proved it in this match. Now, did Rhea Ripley need a job out Natalia? No, no, but I actually love the way it was handled because it's establishing Rhea Ripley as a dominant force in the women's division. I didn't like Natalia being a part of this in the first place because you could have done a little bit better with an opponent. Now, maybe the different opponent would have been jobbed out too, and that's fine, but you don't need to make it obvious where, oh, Rhea Ripley's going to win. Let's have a struggle here, sort of. I'll talk about that struggle because we're, we're about to get to uh, Asuka and Bianca. And, whew, we got a lot to say about that one. So let's get into it. Raw Women's Championship match, Asuka, Bianca Belair. 
This was better than their West. Uh, excuse me. This was better than their WrestleMania match, in my opinion. Um, Dante, what you think about Bianca Belair and Asuka? The floor is yours. Um, I was surprised. I was shocked. Um, I thought Bianca was going to win. Um, I didn't like the ending. I, I thought that was kind of like boring and lazy. <laughs> um, I would rather, you know, her hit her finisher or something like that besides kick her in the back of the head. You know what I'm saying? I thought it would have been something a little more than that. Um, but it, 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 it was what it was. Um, I'm happy for Oscar. Um, I've been saying this for a while on the show. I'm happy that Bianca lost. She needed this L. She needed this loss. Um, she is the longest reigning women's champion, I believe, of any era. I could be absolutely wrong because I'm really, I like, anybody that knows me most, I like stats and stats and stuff like that. But especially in the modern era, we haven't seen anybody hold the championship this long. Um, so big kudos to her and what she has done and what she has done as women's champion. Um, but it, 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 it was a fair match. For me, I would give it if, um, one out of five stars. I would give it like three and a half. It wasn't a five-star match to me. Um, but it, 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 it did what it was supposed to do. I really think it would have meant more if Oscar would have won at WrestleMania um, with an American crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I agree I with you on if, that. I don't know. I, I don't know how they translated over there with stuff. I think WrestleMania and her winning with an American crowd would have meant a little bit more. People would have been like, "Oh my god, yeah!" It would have been more hype and cheer and excitement over that particular win. Um, but she won. I'm happy for Oscar. Oscar is reliable, dependable, committed. The WWE doesn't have to worry about her. They trust her. It, she's 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 a good champion. We wanted her to win at WrestleMania. It didn't happen at WrestleMania. It happened at Night of Champions. And now it's interesting to see where the character of Bianca Belair is going to go now. That's interesting. She's no longer champion. She no longer has this thing where I'm the champion, I'm I'm the best. You're no longer the best if you don't have the gold. You know? So where does Bianca go from here? It's gonna be really interesting to see how her story develops. Okay, I'm gonna take a similar route like I did with Natalia, but I'm gonna use different words. Okay. Oscar Bianca Belair. This match was way better than their WrestleMania match. I'm sorry. Number one, their WrestleMania match was not better than their Night of Champions match. Number two, shout out to Asuka. Shout out to Asuka, who's been booked like shit for the longest time, but always has been there. Been there since day one in the pandemic era. And... She's been not really booked to her strong suit until now. And all it took was fucking face paint. That's all it took. People respected Asuka. People love and adore Asuka. I adore Asuka. We all adore Asuka. But what was she missing? She was missing something. That edge, that attitude. 
that I'm going to do everything I can to get the win. Let me bring back my face paint. She brought it back. Got a crazy reaction at Royal Rumble when she brought that out. Crowd went crazy. Different Asuka. Psycho killer. And um, it's been amazing to see. So now she's women's champion. All right, I'm going to bring up my next point. Bianca Belair. I'll get to Asuka in a second. Bianca Belair. Got to talk about our girl over here. Shout out to Bianca Belair. Um, She's the longest reigning... As Dante says, because he's very good with stats. He's very educated in that area. Um, I had to research that shit. Um, she is the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era. So congratulations to Bianca Belair. That is a huge milestone for her. Her reign, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Her reign. In the beginning, was great. Her match with Becky, her rivalry with Becky was pretty good. It was pretty good. What happened after that? Let's be real. Let's keep it 100. What happened after that? Nothing. Her reign dragged on, dragged on, dragged on. And then we got to Asuka. All right, she has a formidable opponent. She put on great matches with Asuka. But everybody's been complaining about her character. Her character's boring. She's a boring baby face. How do you solve that problem? Go back for the old school heads, for the OGs out there of NXT Black and Gold. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. And you know what I'm about to bring up. The EST of NXT. Look at the way she lost tonight. I actually um, have a different opinion than what Dante brought up. He didn't like it, and that, that's fine. That's his opinion. I actually loved it. I love the way it was handled. I thought it was very creative. I haven't really seen anything like that before, and it was the way that she lost. She's going to take that. She's going to apply it with that rumor of a heel turn happening She's going to take the way that she left. I don't know. I'm just I'm just talking. That might not be the case, but from the looks of it, I can kind of see Bianca Belair going in a heel run where she's upset that she lost. She can't live without that championship, and she's fucking upset with the way that she lost because she feels like she was cheated. Asuka's a heel, though. So Asuka's playing the heel, and this is going to make Bianca Belair turn heel because her babyface run's been dog shit. Let's just let's cut the shit. Her heel run's been awful, but, or her baby face run's been awful, but I believe her heel run is going to be better. Hopefully we get the EST of NXT version of Bianca Belair back. And I want to make a point with Asuka. She needs to hold the title all the way to um, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. She needs to go on a killer, killer run. Now, this is where I was going to bring up something, but then there was going to be a problem, but I'm about to bring it up anyways. Io Shirai, I believe, should be winning the women's money in the bank. I believe Io needs to hold the money in the bank until, I would say, after a chamber. I believe they will have elimination chamber. Have it hold it all the way up to elimination chamber. Oscar goes in the chamber and she wins. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. 
She still holds the title. EO comes out and says, all right, cool. I waited this entire time for you to beat every single person in that division except for me. But the problem is EO's on SmackDown, but we could fix that because she's missed money in the bank. Follow me. We could fix that. We get EO and Asuka, save it for WrestleMania. I wanted to do it at SummerSlam, but I think it's too soon because now Asuka's the champion. If Asuka wasn't the champion, I'd be saying EO needs to win at SummerSlam, but that needs to pause. We're going to get Asuka and EO. I'm very excited for that, but the only way that we can get that is if EO wins money in the bank because, wait, no, 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 no. Dante, isn't Asuka on SmackDown too? Um, I think so, yeah. Okay. Then there's no, another that that's another problem. Okay. They e- gotta switch those belts. They got they got they gotta switch the belts because it's making it confusing. Okay, then Asuka's gonna have to go on they Monday Night Raw the then. Belt. Yeah, Raw um Asuka's gonna have to go on uh I don't know, they'll switch it, but what I'm saying is... Oh, what's it called? Bianca is on SmackDown, but yeah. she's holding the Raw's championship. And Rhea's Rhea on Ripley Raw. Rhea is on Raw, but she's holding the SmackDown championship. They need to switch them belts because it's making it confusing. Okay, switch those belts. I don't care how the fuck you do it. You need to switch those belts. All I'm saying is you need to get Asuka versus Io. I'm saving it for WrestleMania, but if we get it at SummerSlam, I'm cool with that too. EO wins money in the bank. I would do the long-term story, go into WrestleMania with EO and Asuka, but all I want is EO and Asuka, and that's all I care about. And Asuka winning is kind of, I wouldn't say confirm that that's going to happen because we don't know who's going to win Miss Money in the Bank, but the possibility of EO winning the Women's Money in the Bank is growing rapidly, in my opinion. They had a great match. I am happy. I am thrilled. I'm through the roof that Bianca Belair lost. It's time. She had a great run. She had a great run. But right now, we need new blood in that division on top. And Asuka is that new blood. Now, Bianca Belair hopefully turns heel. We get that EST of NXT on the main roster. And she kind of finds herself again. I don't know where she goes, though, if she does turn heel. I don't know who would she fight, but that should be very interesting. Asuka goes on a killer run. She goes through everybody. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens. Um, All right, we got, we got two more matches, right? Yes, we do. We got Trish mm-hmm. and Becky, and then we got the main event. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the main yeah. event all day. But yes. Trish and Becky. Oh, boy. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to go first. Okay. Trish and Becky. The feud. I'm a, You know what? Nah, fuck that. I'm not going to be nice. The feud's been dog shit. The build up to this feud has been dog shit until that raw contract signing Unnecessary contract signing, by the way. But the back and forth verbiage between Becky Lynch and Tristratus was great. I love that. Outside of that, this feud's been boring to me. Has not been exciting. I haven't had that emotional investment. I still don't have that emotional investment, even after what happened today. 
Now I will say, this is where I have where I have to be positive. I have to be fair. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus had a <laughs> they had a good match. They had a good match. Trish Stratus can still somewhat go. Becky Lynch, veteran as she is, one of the GOATs. She held it down. She did great. Um, Zoe Starks is probably going to get a receipt. So I'm just letting everybody know. Zoe Starks is definitely getting a receipt back to her. Whenever that happens, I don't know. But Zoe Starks came out. I was shocked. I was shocked. Um, because I was wondering what the fuck Tristratus was doing underneath the ring. Everybody was surprised, trying to figure out what she was doing. And then Zoe Starks came out and cost Becky the win. Now, I did like that. I thought that was another creative uh, booking call there by uh, Paul Levesque. And Zoe Stark versus Becky. Becky helping out a young talent. I like it. I'm fucking with it. Um, Trish Rad is guiding Zoe Starks as well. I think it's great. They see a lot of potential in Zoe Starks. That's why she's on the main roster. Um, and I, I, we can't wait to see what happens. I can't really go further because we don't really know what's going to happen. But face value, decent match. I love the outcome. I thought the outcome was really great. And I can't see. I can't wait to see what happens next. So, Dante, what did you think? I thought for this was probably for me. Uh, can I be really honest? Yeah, go ahead, man. For me, for me, this is probably was one of the best Trish Stratus matches I've seen in a while. Um, she seemed more confident. She seemed like she she knew what she was doing. It was definitely a Trish Stratus pace match. Um, she worked like a legend. She worked like a legend. She worked like she owned the ring. Um, you know, smushing Becky Lynch, you know, in wrestling business, they say add an insult to injury. Um, it, it, it was a well match. Um, it wasn't botchy. The last time we've seen Trish in a match, it was really botchy, but it worked. It worked really well. I think the Zoe Starks was very unexpected. Nobody really saw that coming. Nobody even was even thinking about her like that. Not that, and that's nothing against her, but you know, it, you just wasn't thinking about that. I, I like that idea. I like that combination. I saw somebody on Twitter saying, wow, this is really cool to see Zoe Starks kind of be like um, the muscle to Trish Stratus, which is really cool. The last time we see this with Trish Stratus, it worked really well because the protege to Trish Stratus was Mickey James. And we saw how that worked for Mickey James' career. Yeah, that was to great. Be under the helm of Trish, to be under the helm of Trish Stratus. So I'm hoping this rub does um, catapult Zoe Starks to a next level. I think she has. I think she's catapulted right now. Um, just to be in association with somebody with like with the likes of Trish Stratus, pretty pretty big. I haven't seen it since Mickey James. Um, I'm really interested, interest, interested to see her as the muscle or to see her as the enforcer. Kind of reminds me a little bit of when of of when Charlotte Flair um, and Dana Brooke was her enforcer. This was many 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 moons ago. Yeah, not um, failed. She was like, yeah, that failed. You know what I'm saying? It should have catapulted Dana Brooke, but it didn't. But hopefully this will catapult um, Zoe Stocks and take us to the next level. I, I did enjoy the match. I think the match was good. 
Um, I do want to say if Becky Lynch can't do anything, she could do a good bloody nose. <laughs> that's one thing she could do. And don't hit her hard on the nose because that's going not. That's gonna, I mean, that's gonna make her bleed like crazy. Her nose is very um, sensitive. Her nose is very sensitive. Very, very sensitive nose. When she, that nose get hit, it, it bleeds, and it's a, it's a good bloody nose, you know. Yeah. Um, but it, it it was a good match. I enjoyed it, and um, I'm interested now because of the ingredients of Zoe Stark. I'm interested now to see, okay, where's this Trish Stratus thing going to go? I will fantasy book, you know, real quick. I think Trish Stratus is going to win the women's money in the bank. I would not be surprised. Can you please elaborate on that? I just think that she's going to win the women's money in the bank. I think um, she's going to win, and I think she's going to have a program with Oscar. Whenever that does happen, because is it Trish Stratus on Raw? Trish Stratus is on Monday Night Raw. I wouldn't mind seeing the Trish Stratus versus Oscar match. That's different. That's different, and everybody's always asking for originality and different. That's different. Whether you agree with me or not, that's different, and that's something that we'd be like, wow, we would have never thought about that. Um, but I just Zoe Stars is going to be with Trish Stratus for a good old while. And Trish Stratus is going to definitely be the sleazy winner. And Zoe Starks is going to be a big contributor to Trish Stratus. Um, maybe her final run in the wrestling business. It's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, Trish Stratus. She looked good out there, man. And, and um, I'm sorry to tell you, but uh, this is an honest podcast. So, I mean, no disrespect. But I'm looking at what's going on through my eyes with what I'm watching. And uh, Amy, Lita, how you doing? How you doing? Where you at? Where you at? They went with Trish. What about you? Listen, it's been a fucking run throughout her career. When it comes to Trish and Lita, they go with Trish, not Lita. I'm going to move on. I wanted to make that point. I wanted to be kind of petty there because it's just, I mean, look at all the fucking rumors that are going on with Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus and the money in the bank. Trish Stratus might win Raw Women's Championship. Trish Stratus this, Trish Stratus that. Where's Lita at? I don't know. I have no idea, but you know what I'm wondering what's going on is? Where's the fucking, listen, I'm about to stroke my ego for a second. I... So if you don't mind, Dante, let me just do this shit just for a second. And then we'll get in depth into the main event scene. This has to do with the main event. But I want to do this real quick. Because this does involve you too. Because I know we talked about this. Where's all the people now? Where are all y'all motherfuckers now? Oh, the bloodline storylines whack. Oh, I'm bored of the bloodline storyline. Nigga, shut the I never said that. No, not you, but I'm saying the people. I'm saying the people on social media. Where, where's all that at? Where are all y'all niggas now at, bro? Now y'all sucking the dick and shit. Oh, the bloodline storyline. Oh, I'm excited about the bloodline storyline. Come on, bro. Go kick rocks. Go kick rocks, bro. Oh, Roman's title reign's boring. 
Oh, I'm bored of the bloodline. When are this storyline ending? Where are they going? They don't know where they're going. They're not creative. What the fuck did Roman Reigns tell y'all niggas at fucking Clash at the Castle? There's so much story to go. Be patient. All these fans want a hot pocket in and out. Nah, bruh. Let that shit marinate. And we're seeing it marinate now. The family is chapter three. I told everybody this. Chapter three is all about familia. The family. Now we're seeing it and I'm excited. I'm super, super excited. The match was decent. Match was all right. It was great. But what is everyone talking about? They're not talking about the match. They're talking about the way we've seen the result with Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso been disrespected by Roman on many occasions. Fuck him. I'm your brother. Fuck this guy. This guy disrespected me and you for months. Fuck this nigga. We need to work together. I mean, that's like me and my twin doing that shit. That's like Roman disrespecting my twin. You think I'm going to still roll with fucking Roman? Nah, nigga, I'm going to roll with my fucking twin. Roman. But I will say, there is an ass whooping waiting for Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso is about to get the ultimate smoke. Shout out to the Street Profits, by the way. They were there, so shout out to the Street Profits. But Jimmy Uso was about to get the business. This nigga's going to get his ass beat, and if not, I'd be very disappointed because he said the Usos will be on SmackDown for the 1,000-day celebration. And then we just seen what happened today. So, Dante, I got more to say, but I'm going to let you speak on it. I'm going to have you speak your opinion and... What the fuck do you think is going to happen now? What was your mindset when you seen all this stuff happen? Um, well, we predicted that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was going to win the match. Correct. We predicted that. Um, I, I totally predicted that Solo was going to be the one to get pinned. It was what made sense. We predicted that the Usos were going to somehow turn on Roman. Yes, we did. I knew it. Kind of like it's like it's like this is kind of going to happen, and it happened. What we saw happen happened. Um, it's interesting. I'm hoping that this is a. I, I said it last time, and I hope I like <laughs> this time. I'm hoping that this is the parting of the Red Sea. We do not need to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the family no more. Yeah, go away with that, Sami Ko. Go that, go that, get that, DIY. That, that needs to be the end issue. It needs to be focused on the family. Yes. This is the soap opera. This is the soap opera of the WWE right now. Is the um is the is now Roman against his cousin, his family. You know, so it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens so good. Um, with this matchup. If those if those that, you know, are listening, again, this is a spoiler. Everything went for the turn when the Usos gave Solo Sokoa um a double super kick. They weren't. They didn't mean to do it, but he got in the way and they did it. Roman saw it. He started smushing 
Jay's face. He started smushing, smushing Jimmy's face and, and, and just being an eagle, maniacal, you know, tirade, you know, and telling him what you're doing here. I don't need you here. And that's when Jimmy Uso gave Roman, 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 Roman right? That's when Jimmy Uso came, <laughs> gave Roman um, the super kick. And Roman was knocked out. The crowd went wild. I really believe if this was an American crowd, oh my the, god, the, the building would have popped oh even my. more if this happened on American soil. Shout out to Jihad, Jihad, Saudi Arabia. I'm saying the name wrong, but if this was American soil, the pop would have been explosive because this was kind of what we've been knowing and waiting for. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was probably exploding at home. Um, and when that happened, you, it's the first time, and I'll say this, I'm going to break this down just a little bit, not too long, but this is the first time we've really seen Jimmy Uso's react. It's really been Jay. Yes. Jay's been the one that's been the emotional one. Jay's the one that's been the seller. Jay's the one that's been telling the storyline with Roman. Jimmy has been neutral this entire time. This is the first time we've really seen Jimmy react since he came back from injury. Um, you got to remember that when Jimmy came back, um, he was unsure about being in the bloodline. You know, it took Jay to kind of convince him after Jay had his beef with Roman Reigns. Don't forget that Jay and Roman fought for the championship during the pandemic era. Okay. Inside so, Hell in a Cell. Inside Hell in a Cell at one of the previews. So this is the first time you really see Jimmy react. And we're seeing him react in a big way. This is a betrayal. This is a big betrayal. Not only is it a betrayal, but he cost them the tag team championships. You know? Yep. Um, Roman did not get pinned. But this is the first time Roman felt a loss since his reign. First time. He hasn't been a tag team competitor. But this is the first time he has felt a loss. You know? Yeah. So the, and so the, inevitability, so the inevitability of Roman Reigns losing that championship is getting closer and closer and closer. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. And not only is it a matter of when, but it's a matter of who is going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. I love the ending of the match. I love when Jimmy was like, Come on, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got to go. We got to go. Yeah, you better get and the fuck out of here. Walking forth and, 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 and as they was walking, and this is what really brought it home for me. When it was walking up the ramp, if you go back and listen, you can hear Jay say, not just Oos, he said, Joe, which is Roman Reigns' birth name. And if you didn't hear it, go back to that moment. You'll hear him real quick say, Joe. Yep. You know? So it it personalized it a little bit more. It's just like when AJ called The Undertaker Mark. You know? It's just like when Vince McMahon called CM Punk Phil. It just added a layer by calling his real name, which is Joe um, and Hawaii. You know? So it was really interesting. I really liked it, the ending. I love the, the, drama, the drama of it. I love... Um, Paul Heyman's reaction, he never does anything wrong. He is just the greatest of all time in his, in his role, in his position. Um, and I know I'm being lengthy, but... No, I you're really, good, man. Go ahead. 
I, I, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens on SmackDown. Um, WWE is making SmackDown must-see TV. I'm hoping. I think Raw is going to be must-see TV, too, with the Steph Rollins being champion. Um, but I really enjoyed the storyline. Roman looks devastated. Um, I would think Solo Sokoa will be upset with his brothers, too, because they cost him the tag team champion. He hasn't been a champion since NXT. So I, I guarantee you Solo wanted to be a tag team champion. We're talking in people, we're talking in reference to character storyline. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that he will have wanted to be champion too. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that, how everything works out. I'm sorry for being long winded, but I really, that ending. And when he was like, Joe, and I heard that and I was like, wow. Okay. That's really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, nah, you don't need to apologize, Dante. I, I, that's why I, I always like having guests on, and I always tell them, yo, you could take however long you want. You could take 30 minutes. You can take five minutes. It doesn't matter to me. I'm good because I'm about to piggyback off what you said anyway, so it's cool with me, man. You're all good. Don't worry about it. Um, Like I said, I'm about to piggyback off what you said. So... The Usos, <laughs> they're fucked. <laughs> Let me repeat. Jimmy Uso is fucked. Jay Uso is probably fucked too, but Jimmy Uso is screwed. Um, Solo. I have a weird, weird suspicion. Roman is going to beat the shit out of the Usos. Solo is... And the Usos are brothers. So seeing his brothers get beat up by his cousin Roman is going to piss off Solo. The main character really in this story is Solo. Yes, it's the Usos, but it's really Solo. What's Solo going to do when he sees his cousin beat the shit out of his brothers? So Solo, keep in mind, people, Solo is the, I would say, the, the main character to really look out for. Um, because I said it once and I'll say it again. I don't know if Solo's going to be the guy to beat Roman. I don't know. It might be Cody, but do expect a Solo versus Roman match going down. I don't know if it's going to go down this year. It might go down in 2024, but be aware of Roman and Solo throwing down. Also, keep in mind of Paul Heyman. I really believe that Paul Heyman will eventually turn on Roman and side with Solo. I have no notes. I have no reporting. Fuck the reports. This is all from the top of the head. I'm just going off on what I what I just seen on TV. I believe Paul Heyman will eventually turn on Roman and side with Solo. And Solo will be the new tribal chief. Jimmy, you ain't the tribal chief. It sounded cool when he said it, though. It sounded cool. And as soon as he said it, Roman came out and I'm like, oh, yeah, you about to get the business. But then we seen what happened. Solo don't talk. Solo barely talks. So when he starts talking to Roman, it's going to be like, oh, shit. Because to Roman, he doesn't consider the Usos an equal to him. But motherfucker, he'll consider Solo an equal. And if not, Solo's going to make Roman say, I am an equal to you. I'm on your level. And I believe Solo will be the new tribal chief and the new head of the table 
when Roman eventually leaves and goes on his long, extensive Hollywood break. I believe that's what we're going to be getting. I'm very excited. Um, and now more than ever, listen. You can see the rumor of Cody, Roman. That's cool. But I'm kind of pushing for Solo to beat Roman. I really, really am. I'm not saying that because I'm bored of Cody and I'm I'm annoyed that we're getting this Superman babyface run. If it's Cody, it makes sense. I'm cool with it. But as a storyline, as a fan, yeah, Cody has storyline with Roman. But the uh, the power struggle of the family, to me, is more investing. And I believe Solo should be the guy that ultimately dethrones Roman. But we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. We're all excited about it. Um, let me ask, let me ask uh, Dante, man. What, what, do you think that's a possibility? Because I know you've been kind of disagreeing with me on Solo being yeah. the guy to beat Roman. But after tonight, does that change mm-hmm. your mindset? Or are you still on your opinion that Solo shouldn't be the guy and it should be somebody else? I think we have a lot more story to go. Okay. Um, I think we'll see when we get there. I think right now it's really just Roman's revenge against his cousin. Not cousins. Cousin. Singular. It wasn't Jay. It was Jimmy. Right. It wasn't Jay. It was Jimmy. So it's going to be really interesting to see the dynamics between um, both of them. It's going to be, it's, it's just going to be real interesting to see how this plays out. Um, I do wish that we had other storylines besides the bloodline. That's that the problem. Hot for TV. You know, it's just the bloodline, 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 bloodline. I wish it was other things that was popping off on NXT. Um, we have NXT Battleground um, tomorrow night. I think um, Double or Nothing's for tomorrow night, right? Whatever. Yes. Um, but I just wish that we had more other storylines going on. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll see when we get there. I just think right now the primary focus is Roman's reaction to Jimmy turning on him and now costing the bloodline the tag team championship. Now let's talk about Kevin Owens and Sammy just for a second before we end the show. Um, thank you guys again for mm-hmm. joining us again on the wrestling take podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, Dante. All right. What's next for Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn? If to you move if, on from the bloodline. Okay. <laughs> right. I agree Let's with that. Here. Yep. Move on, move on from the bloodline. Also, what we still have not got rectified <laughs> is the WWE Tag Team Championship uh, and the Women's Tag Team Championship. I don't know what's going on. I think we're going to see another championship swap. WWE, y'all got to hurry up. Y'all got to hurry up. Um, I, think that's, I think that's what's going to happen again. We don't want that to happen again, but it seems like that's what's going to happen again. Yeah. Um, there's a tournament for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Oh, God. This Monday, um, which is it is what it is. I, it is what it is. They're not going anywhere. If you want the tag team championships to go somewhere, uh, you can forget about it. They are here, and 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 indefinitely. And we just gotta just you know uh, when they come out, just go use the bathroom. Just 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 go use the bathroom. Um, I might also, take that on your offer. Um, 
I mean, there's no real plans for them. You know, there's no real plans for that division. And that's what hurts. And that's all I'm and that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm not trying to be mean to the women, but I'm just saying, like, there's just no plan. So why keep them? That's it. I'm not trying to take pop shots at the women because I, I love the women. But I mean, I'm actually giving you a fucking uh, a token because I'm saying a women's icy title. But they want the tag team thing to work. And right now it's not working. But uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I know we have the tournament for Money in the Bank coming up on Monday. We have the women's tag team, you know, championship um, little tournament thing there, too. Um, so. I would consider if I had to give a grade on Night of Champions, I'll probably say a B. I'll say a solid B um, for Night of Champions. Um, The best match, in my opinion, was AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. Um, But... The better outcome, the most things that people are talking about, of course, Dante just alluded it, the bloodline. We got to start getting more storylines um, on on WWE TV outside of the bloodline. We need more storylines that are very similar to the bloodline. Let's get one with Rhea Ripley. Let, let's get one with Asuka. Let's get one with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as tag team champions. Let's get one with Austin Theory. Let's get one with Gunther. We got to start getting some. We got to start getting some. But I'm excited for what's to come. Um, I will be doing a singular uh, post-show review tomorrow for NXT Battleground. I will be here talking about that show tomorrow. I will not. I just can't do it. I will not talk about AEW double or nothing, but I will be tweeting about it. So I'll give you guys my opinions there. Um, but do not expect a podcast regarding AEW double or nothing. But do expect one for NXT Battleground. Um, Dante, are you going to be watching uh, Battleground at all by any chance? Yes. Okay. I'll be watching Battleground. That's this Sunday, right? That's yeah. Sunday? Yep. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, well, uh, um, we'll we'll be watching Battleground, but with all of the shows, you guys, um, the results we're going to put the results up on the the social media for the wrestling takeover. So um, they'll be put up like on Instagram at the wrestling takeover, and they'll be put on on TikTok at the wrestling takeover. So we'll have the results up there of what's going on with um, this big wrestling weekend. Yes, we'll keep you guys updated. Just because we won't talk about it, please don't get upset. Yeah. We will keep you updated on TikTok because right. TikTok is blowing the fuck up right now. So shout out to you yes. guys. We love you guys so much. We Thank really you. appreciate you guys dearly for yeah. TikTok blowing up. Um, but yes, like Dante yeah. we said. Just, we, 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 we just surpassed 2,000 likes and views. Um, and the wrestling taker was, has only been in existence on TikTok for a month pretty big you know so thanks thanks to everyone that's been you know liking and, and viewing and and the comments are coming in and it's, it's really looking good it's, it's white hot so I, I know jordan is beyond appreciative and, and, and i'm through the roof so man thank you guys yeah we appreciate it so like dante said please i, I want to say it as an announcement for uh, future shows this is a wwe podcast 
Okay. I just want to make that clear. So I don't want to repeat myself later on when we're reviewing other shows. This is a WWE based podcast. We talk everything WWE, TikTok, social media, whatever. We will get an AW. We will be talking about Wembley. So I want to let everybody know we will be reviewing Wembley. We will pay for it. We will watch it and we will review it. But not everything AEW is doing is exciting. And so I feel like we don't want to flesh out our bread for something that's not exciting. But there will be AEW uh, pay-per-view reviews on the Wrestling Takeover uh, this year. So please do not, you know, go get upset that all I do is talk about WWE. I'm going to be talking about AEW as well, too. I'm going to get back into it. I do watch it. I just don't cover it because I'm just not liking what's going on. But I will be getting back into that. So I just want to make that clear. And um, everything else that goes on in pro wrestling, um, I'm going to kind of stay tapped to that as well, too. There's just so much wrestling. Like Dante says all the time, there's just so much wrestling to talk about. We kind of want to talk about our bread and butter. And that bread and butter is WWE. That's what gets more views and everything like that. So we're going we're gonna to keep with the train. We're just going to keep on this WWE you know, wagon right now. But we appreciate you guys on TikTok. Um, it really means a lot. Instagram at the wrestling takeover it's exploding as always uh twitter you know it's going to be a little slow until that gets off the ground but eventually when that gets off the ground we're going to be in good hands but we appreciate you guys thank you for everything thank you for the support not a champions was a success dante before you go what's your uh if you had to rate the show man what do you rate it uh that's a that's not bad. Three and a half. That's a B. That's not bad at all. Three and a half. Can I just say this real quick before we go? Yeah, of course. The WW the WWE does really well with PLEs. It's just TV. Oh yeah, please and explain. Please explain that. TV. Yeah. They could just up their TV and not have the TV drag or be boring or have pointless matches or have pointless segments. Or you're scratching your head saying, why is this person out there? Why this person has the mic? Why does they? Why why is Raw a talk show instead of a wrestling show? If they would just change the dynamic of the TV, WWE would be solid. It's not the PLEs. The PLEs, they do great. It's always great uh, moments. It's always great storylines. It's always great matches. WWE quality and ring is great when it comes down to PLEs. It's just TV, right? If they could just get the TV to a, a to a, a, a different place and and make TV more interesting, I, I probably could sit down and watch a three hour Raw. I probably could sit down and tune into NXT. I could probably sit down and tune into SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? Tuning in for the PLEs is a no brainer. That's easy. I haven't really I, I haven't really watched a bad T- PLE. I haven't really watched a bad pay per view in a really long time. Like, the pay-per-views are always solid. The matches always make sense. The endings are pretty decent. Haven't really had a really bad WWE pay-per-view. Right. In my memory, and and some time. Not the pay-per-view. So it's weekly shows. Yep. It's not the wrestlers. Sometimes it's the booking. And the difference between AEW and the WWE, even though we're talking about Night of Champions, AEW get caught up in moments. The WWE gets caught up in long-term booking. 
Yes. And that's the biggest difference. AEW is about the moments. WWE is about the quality. The story. What makes sense. Yep. And watching Night of Champions, nobody went through a barbed wire table. Nobody got speared through, you know, the crowd. Nobody fell off the stage. You know, you had moments where it, it got a little, you know, extreme, if you want to call it extreme. But it wasn't barbaric. It wasn't over the top. A person didn't get their lips stapled shut. A person didn't go to a flaming table. That's trash wrestling. You're able to produce a wrestling product without having using all those gimmicks. And, before, and before, that's something that WWE does. Go ahead. Before you continue, I- I'm sorry. This is my podcast. I can say what I want. I'm going to lay it out on the table right now. Impact. I've seen what y'all did. I don't give a fuck. I seen it because I know what he's talking about. That's why I wanted to pause before he continued. Because I don't want y'all throwing dirt on him. Don't throw dirt. Do not throw dirt on him. Y'all could throw it on me because I could take it. I don't care. Impact. Under siege. I seen that. No. That's all I'm going to say. No. In AEW, y'all do too much shit. Y'all need to focus on story storylines and uh, creating memorable moments and uh, character development. So... Yeah, go ahead, Dante. You can continue. But I was I I, I just wanted to make that 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 point that the WWE developed the W I'm losing my train thought now. The WWE develops quality, and that's the biggest difference. And that's the reason why they're the main eventers. That's the reason why WWE has the longevity. And I know it seems like I'm kissing the WWE's butt, but I'm going to kiss the butt when it makes sense. Right. <laughs> they're probably going to bite me in the, in the butt later on, but. <laughs> yeah, they'll, 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 they'll probably do some fucked up shit. Yeah, that came, that came out wrong. The rest of that, but <sighs> what I'm saying is, you can produce without having all those stupid, unnecessary spots. Let's go back real quick to Dante Martin. We're not going to see him for a while when they did that thing and he hurt his neck. Yeah, you know. So WWE does it well. I enjoyed the pay per view. It was a great pay-per-view. Again, it's not the PLEs. It's not. It's the TVs. Right. If they could get the TVs together, the PLEs will be even greater. But the quality of TV and the quality of programming, it has to get better. It has to improve. It's getting harder. Yes. Watching Raw is like volunteering for an execution. It's just hard. It's, pull, it's like pulling it's teeth, man. It's pulling teeth. It's 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 drinking poison and knowing you're gonna die. I know that sounds really bad. But sometimes it's hard to watch. You know. Yep. So if they just increase with the TV value, we'll be good to go. Because the PLEs, they've been hitting home runs, hitting bangers. This was another banger tonight. I'm sorry. I mean, it will go. You guys are kissing WWE's ass. Shut the, yeah. fuck up. Shut the fuck up. All right. We're the most honest podcast here. So what are you talking about? Like, yeah. come on now. But at the end of the day, this was fun. I'm excited. I can't wait for money in the bank. I can't wait to see who's participating. And the rumors are going to go rampant, man. I love the rumors, too, even though some of the rumors. You know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm going to end it on a positive note, Dante. I'm going to end it on a positive note. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, not of champions was a success. It was fun. Um, where can people find you on social media, man? 
Um, wait, can you guys find me? Um, I'll get back to you guys with that. I'm kind of going through a social media kind of a transition and stuff and adding new things. So okay, just, just follow the wrestling takeover. Just keep following the wrestling takeover and, you know, keep liking, keep viewing, keep, you know, sus- even subscribe to this channel. If you, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, if you, if you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the channel, you know, don't just listen, but subscribe, you know, and we want to hear from you guys. Yes, so, we do. You know, let us know what you think. Right. I'm going to start being more interactive with you guys on TikTok. So if you guys do comment, I will, we will be commenting. Okay. We will be commenting with you guys and same with Instagram, same with Twitter. Um, the growth has just been tremendous. It really has day by day. All right. We're a team over here. We're a family. And uh, as long as we respect each other's opinions, that's all that matters. And we don't get hostile with each other. You know, everything's going to be just fine. So thank you guys again for listening to the Wrestling Takeover. Uh, Dante, of course, man, I appreciate you as always. Thank you once again for just continuing to show love to the Wrestling Takeover, man. It means a lot. Of course. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Always, always a pleasure to be on and can't wait to be back. Money in the Bank is next, guys. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, all right, Dante, I'll talk to you later, man. All right, man. All right, brother. All right, guys. Bam. We had a great run. We had a great run. I'm sorry. That was my music. I apologize. We had a great run. Thank you guys for joining us right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast, the number one podcast when it comes to creativity, honesty, knowledge, all that shit. Y'all know what it is. Um, Night of Champions is a successful show. Um, I give it a B, like I said. And hopefully WWE can uh, learn from this and really start developing the TV product and making it be must-see TV. But that's all I got for you guys today. And I'll see y'all next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover Podcast.